don't think so. Oh, this is a gypsy's tale, all written out inside the wail of my voice. Oh, many moons, all with different hues, they just lit the way. Welcome to the Common Thread Collective. What's up, Diamond Dave? Hey, folks. Uh, so good to be here. And let's open in the way that we that we do. So I have somebody who did it so well. I'm speaking my brother, Bloodflower. Hey, Bloodflower, take it away, please. Thank you. And uh, happy birthday again to Val's mom. <laughs> happy birthday. Right on.
Yeah, Blood Flower. Thank you so much. The on the melodica. On the melodica, beautiful Blood Flower. Hey Val, uh, this group of these three three fellows, these three dudes, these three fellow human beings, three fellow human beings have gotten together to uh, to uh, doing an art show called what? Adolescence. Is that adolescence? She was asking me whether there were adolescence as a state of mind, as something you go through in your late, in your middle to late teens, or in the early twenties. Adolescence, or adolescence with a T. How do you spell adolescence? Uh, adolescence, A O, sorry, A D O L E S C E N C E. Ah, uh, yeah, that's so, my question. All right, adolescence, the time in life. Right on. So this is an art show that you guys have put together? Yeah, it's an art show that uh, I and Marcel Cherie are putting together. Um, everyone in the art show is uh, under 21 years old, so that's why we named it Adolescence. Everyone's uh, young, and we're all just showing our own... Um, adolescence. We're all just showing our <laughs> own uh, work. Uh, Alex, Alexander is one of the... Hey, I'm Alexander. Hi, Alexander. Um, yeah, so I'm going to be doing some paintings, uh, hopefully watercolor, and then some sketches, just kind of show off what's in my head, you know, put it out on paper. Nice. Is that going to be... Do you mean you're going to be doing that live at the show? Oh, no, I oh, wish. It's going to be put it up. made and then once it's going to be ready for the show. Like, yeah, that was unclear. So you have a week. Uh, this is going to be a week from today. Is that right? Yeah, it's going to be a week from today, um, and it's going to be at the Free Love Music Studio on two one three one Broadway, Oakland, California. Uh, free, uh, free Love, uh, Free Love Adolescents, and uh, th- but this is a one day show, so uh, you've gotten a, the use of a gallery to, for this one day show, and so you'd like people to show up next Friday. Am I right? Yeah, so it's going to be next Friday. Uh, it's going to be three dollars out the door. We're going to have food and drinks available, and there's going to be music playing as well. And music playing as well. Yeah, and we also have a, a photographer that's going to be there. His name is Freddie Rodriguez. Um, we're also going to be having uh, Dwayne Wiggins of uh, Tony 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 with a karaoke bus outside while it's going on as well <laughs> so this sounds like a happening and where is it uh, it's gonna be in oakland california at 2131 broadway which is a gallery is that right it is a small gallery and yes. so it's a the, small, it's the free love music studio free that? love music studio yes it's owned by uh krista free love uh she's happy to let us use that for the day so we thank her for that well that's an interesting uh, uh project and kind of a work in progress, because uh, you said hopefully um, watercolors. Uh, so in other words, some of this you're going to be doing between now and then. Is that right? Oh, I'm starting on it now. i got to get ready for that well, show. Well, I imagine so. Yeah. Well, starting now, that's what I said, by now and then. You walk out of here, and you got a place where you can start doing some painting. And so the theme is adolescence. You are adolescence. How old are you? Uh, I am about to be 20 on Monday, actually. About, so you're 19. How old are you, brother? 20 right now. 20 right now, and then we got a third How, how about you, Stephen, in the back? Are you involved, uh, brother? Stephen Gutierrez, 20 years old. <laughs> right on. So it's, that's awesome, all this group of uh, young young artists getting together, organizing this an art show. How did you all meet? Uh, how do you all know each other? In high school. No, junior high? Uh High school. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it was in high school. Yeah, we all met. Uh, I've been friends with Steven Gutierrez since elementary school, and then I met both of them my freshman year, I think, yeah. freshman year of high school. So yeah. we've this been friends ever since. Uh, no, we're actually from uh, Newark, California. Yeah. Newark. Newark, California. Newark, yeah. California. Right in Fremont. Yeah. Right in Fremont. But Oakland uh, was Oakland a place where you went to? I mean, you're still in the process of, in your adolescence, where you spend time together. 
where you where you connect to whatever is happening culturally. What are some of your influences? Would you say in uh, adolescence? Do you want to start first? You, you can go first. Like yeah. a, like, could you repeat the question? Your influences. Oh, so what led you to be at this point and be have this week ahead, and then it's going to blossom forth adolescence a week from today. Oh man, where do I start? So something that inspired me to do art would probably be just watching a bunch of movies as a kid, going to go like to Universal, Disneyland, just getting exposed to creativity. And eventually I just picked up a pencil and started doodling on paper. From that it just turned to even a bigger canvas. And now I'm like here doing bigger work. That's kind of what helped me start. So we're kind of talking about the great canvas of life. That's your early work in your adolescence as you proclaim about the leap uh, leap forward as adult uh, human beings? Um, I would say, I don't know, I feel like us as a collective are really creative, uh, and I feel like creativity is what's going to get us further in life. Uh, I, I don't want to be stuck doing a 9-to-5 job. I want to do something creative that will get everything inside me out, and I feel like a lot of people as millennials and people our age want to do that with their lives. So, How about uh, policy? We're living in the age of Trump. And so I'm constantly talking, and people are talking about how we build a resistance, how we begin to build a movement of the people, by the people, and for the people. Are you done with that? Yeah, I feel like, I mean, it's unfortunate that Trump is our president, and obviously we're limited on a lot of things, but that's not going to stop us from getting our word out and what we want to do. Well, let's do it, doing more together than any of us can do on our own. Can, can any of your artwork be found on, online? Online, yeah. We, um, if... Mine is on my Instagram and my Twitter, uh, at Rashad M. Khan. Uh, that's R-A-S-H-A-A-D-M-K-H-A-N. You can go on there and look at uh, some of my pieces, but we'll have more at the show as well. Very cool. <laughs> Dave's chiming over here. Um, that's just his internal um, chime. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's really cool, you know, and, and the fact that you're kind of like owning it with this whole like adolescence, you know, and, and the fact like what you were saying is about like kind of having so much inside you that you need to get out. Mm -hmm. Like that's, I mean, I, I can relate to that, you know, being an artistic person, uh, not a visual artist, but like a, a poet. And um, so how many people are going to be a part of this, this art show next? It's next Friday, right? The 7th? Yeah, it's a Oh, no, it's actually the 8th. Oh, eighth. the, the yeah. wrong date? Ah, oh, the 8th. Yeah, it's, um, sorry, no, no, August 4th. Friday is August 4th. It's from 5 to 8 p.m. That's what, sorry, you messed around. That's right. what I meant by <laughs> Pardon me, I, that was my bad. <laughs> yeah. So it's, sorry, <laughs> Friday, August 4th. Yeah, Friday, August 4th okay. from 5 to 8 p.m. Uh, all ages are welcome. Yeah, and how many, how many artists are going to be part of the show? Uh, there's going to be four artists, um, including uh, both of us, um, Alexander's going to be doing uh, canvas artwork. I'm actually going to be showing um, some of the clothes and uh, shoes that I've painted on, um, as well as two others are going to be showing their photography. And there's some women involved as well. What was that? This is all genders. Yeah. Genders. I think you mentioned uh, you mentioned in passing that this is a co-show with a with a sister. Uh, what's her? Uh, Marcel Cherie. She's uh, she's helped me a lot with this show. Actually, um, she helped me get the venue, and she's been working closely with me on it as well. Um, as well as other two artists who are going to be there, actually women as well. So it's going to be a balance between male and female people who are going to be there. And but good to know. And important. And anyway, well, we're here. This is a mutiny. This is the Common Thread Collective. On Mutiny Radio, 
and now you have your 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 experience in the flesh of coming down and and speaking to speaking around the around the world on the internet just by sitting here. So I'm going to issue a challenge to you now that you and these two sisters and whoever involved get together and see what you'd like to do in terms of being a uh, uh, of uh, being a. Uh, of, of, of being on the air, on the internet, putting it out there, and if the four of you, if all of you would like to come back and uh, do some kind of theater uh, theater here, you talk about uh, painting your shoes, you talk about painting your clothes, you talk about having things on the wall. Now another step is to be all, all encompassing in your adolescence, and maybe you'd like to come back. Uh, if not next week you're going to be involved with getting the... Um, getting the show it is next week. I'm going to try to come by. Mm. And maybe the week after that, I'll talk to you there then. Come by and uh, put something on uh, on, the, on the Common Thread Collective. Yeah, uh, we'd love to. Um, Sounds solid. Yeah, solid. we'd love to come we'll back. Thank solid. you for having us. Yeah, we'll how, how did you find your way down to the show idea. today? Today? Um, well, uh, the woman I'm working with, Marcel Cherie, she was the one who uh, connected me with you guys. And uh, we just made it down. We drove down here today. And, well, it's so good to have yeah. you. Good to be talking to you. So good. I'm looking forward to next week. I, uh, is this? Uh, uh, give us the address again. So it's going to be uh, yeah, number one. Give us the address again. Gotcha. It's going to be two one three one Broadway in Oakland, California, and it's going to be from five to eight p.m. Five to eight. Uh, so if I got on Bart, uh, I could get there probably by seven by seven or so. Maybe. Uh, what what Bart station is it near? Um, it's going to be closest to, I would say... It's good, good to know. Good to let people know. I would say it's closest to... Um, not Coliseum. Uh, right West Oakland? It's in West Oakland. It, it should be, yeah. Closest to West Oakland Station. Okay, try to find out, because let's let people know, because people will be coming in that way. Mm-hmm. Now, it is kind of overcome. I don't know if after the... Um, uh, if, uh, I, I don't know if I can go from here to there... On Bart, that would be kind of difficult to get there in time, but uh, but but anyway, uh, but I'm issuing this challenge to you, uh, a challenge to you to come back the week after and see what the two, what the four of you, five of you can do together right here on the Common Thread Collective. All right, yeah. To cast that wide net and find that common thread, it also will be a way to let you let people know the kind of things you're doing in terms of you mentioned your shoes and mm-hmm. what else. And uh, clothes, I, I paint clothing as well. Okay, well, okay. You're not. I don't see you wearing any of it now, but I'd love to see you. So put on some of that painted clothing and painted <laughs> shoes, and come on back, and we'll bring it all together. All right, sounds great. Fuck yeah! Right on the uh, adolescence art too, show. <laughs> oh, we can. I didn't know that. Fuck yeah! <laughs> hey, we can. This is a free speech internet radio station, oh. and here's the common thread. So you, um, all, all of you uh, artists coming together, um, you're talking about being. In inspired by creativity and like finally picking a pen um a few weeks ago just not too long ago actually there's a new art center on hate street called the heart sorry the hate street art center no way and um right now there is an amazing exhibit of all this poster art from the summer of love like 1967 and abouts and we have a really special guest who just joined us on the phone uh dr scott mckenzie who's an associate professor of art history out at the university of Denver. Denver, who's in town right now for a Summer of Love conference and has taken time out of his conference schedule to give us a call in. Uh, Scott McKenzie, are you with us on the Common Thread Collective? Yes, uh, yes, indeed, right here. Thanks for having me. Thanks.
Thanks so much for giving us a call in. Um, I, like I said, I, I went to that uh, show at the Hate Street Art Center that um, that you curated and brought all of those amazing um, psychedelic posters together uh, from the from the late sixties. So how, how did you get involved with that project? And then maybe you can give us a little insight into this conference that you're at. Well, I've, I've been working with uh, psychedelic posters for a few years and um, curated a few exhibitions and written a few articles and got connected into the Hate Street Art Center as, as sort of momentum was building for the opening, which was uh, July 1st, so the earlier in this month. And... Um, was asked to put together the inaugural exhibition. And the Art Center has a wonderful mission in that it's um, both living production center and kind of historic assessment. Uh, the up, upper floor has uh, state-of-the-art print shops for current artists to work. So it's dedicated to the future as well. Uh, but then we have an uh, exhibition space uh, on both floors to essentially curate the past and examine... Well, and ultimately, the present um, of, of psychedelic poster art. And so to, to open it, it seemed appropriate to really trace the, what I think it was the birth of psychedelic poster art. And so the emphasis there was from June of 1965 to June of 1967 as a kind of a two-year window in which we can really trace the, the origins and early development um, from my perspective, 1966 is the critical year for, for the development of psychedelic posters. You look at what's being done in February and what's being done in December, and you can see a shift from a very early embryonic, almost advertising um, form to a, what I would consider a full-fledged art movement with a fully developed uh, aesthetic and iconography. Um, and of course, that continues to flout flourish during what I like to call the psychedelic spring, the sort of a, what's called January to the summer of love, uh, when it was still very much a San Francisco phenomenon. And really the summer of love in so many areas blows it up to the whole world, the San Francisco music, but also the posters. And so what we wanted to do at the Art Center is really walk one through that critical formative period. Uh, and, and in some ways, the idea is to be kind of a companion to the wonderful exhibit, that's, uh, the Summer of Love exhibit at the De Young, which has this uh, extraordinary, overwhelming, uh, immersive environment where you're just immersed in the fabulous visual culture of the whole period. Uh, and then the Hate Street Art Center exhibit is really a, more of a linear play-by-play -play evolutionary examination uh, I'm an art historian, so of course that's what I do. I look at the evolution of you know, artistic problems and how they were solved by these artists, who I see as very sophisticated, advanced artists. Uh, they've been often traditionally looked at as, you know, degraded by some as, you know, hippie napkin scrawlers and all this. So these, these are some, some of the most extraordinary artists of the time. Um, and so my goal as an art historian is to try to... Ad look at them as artists. And to me, artists in many ways are problem solvers. And so I want to look at, all right, what are their problems? How to deal with lettering? How to deal with space? How to bring in images of the performer? And you can walk through these sort of stages as they, they tackle problems, uh, including then bringing in color and 
various historic influences. And by, by the end of 1966, all of the component parts are kind of in place, and we have what is very much a, what I consider a psychedelic uh, poster movement. Well, let me ask you a question. Pardon? I have a question. Yeah. I want to say I was, uh, I'm, uh, I was there then. In fact, I turned 30 at the end of that uh, summer they call it Summer of Love 1967. So, I, so I've, uh, I, I can trace it back not just to the, the emergence of the hippie movement, but also to, that, uh, to the 10 years before when we were called beatniks. Yes, exactly. Okay, so I was there then. So I have a couple questions. One, what I'm realizing, hearing you speak, and understanding your uh, your embracing of this hipstery, I call it, this hipstery, I'll say again, is that we also had the development of the uh, of underground comics. We're talking about the posters, yep. but at the same time, underground comics. I believe that uh, the first issue of Zap, uh, number one. Uh, I believe I was there then. That was 1967, when uh, Zap Number One. Do you know Zap Comics? Have you uh, sure. made yourself familiar Absolutely. with the emergence uh, at the same time, parallel? Would you say with the poster movement was also the rise of underground comics? Oh, they were um, inextricably tied in that. Um, you know, of course, uh, Victor Moscoso, in particular, uh, did quite a few comic designs. Um, you know, there's a few posters by R. Crumb, um, and then you, you, you know, you mentioned Zap Comics, but of course there's the fabulous Furry Freak Brothers, uh, first issue coming out in 68, and that's Gilbert Shelton, who had actually previously in 67 um, been designing psychedelic posters for the Vulcan Gasworks in Texas. And I, so, I first, I first met artists Gilbert Shelton. They were all working in, in all together. Austin, I think you know he's from Austin, Texas. On to to see that this is um, these aren't really separate artistic environments, um, but they're all cross pollinating. And in many ways, what they have in common, I think, is the sort of um, popular forum for art. You know, comics, uh, posters. It's it's. It's an art of the street, for lack of a better way to put it. And what I find fascinating about this period, it's when you seem to have push for this popular art of the street to elevate its artistic sophistication. And I think it also has to do with, and this goes back, of course, for me to 1957. Mm-hmm. As I say, I'm older than all these guys were. In fact, uh, as a sidelight, uh, uh, I first met Gilbert Shelton at uh, David Sheraton's uh, comic magazine that was on Franklin uh, um, uh, uh, where he put out the comics when he had come back he had just come up from Austin and brought with him what he was doing in Austin it was a comic strip called Wonder Warthog if I have that right and uh, and uh, David Sheraton who's gone now I don't know about him uh, had gotten together and began putting out one of the first underground comic zines and print shops with that brought Shelton, and I think they were brought here not only the fact that there was an audience, uh, Zap Comics had come up and first got up, I remember, a, in which, um, uh, which what's his name, was pushing a, uh, what had been a uh, baby carriage, filled with Zap number one on Hate Street, Zap number one, get it now, right here, 
and then Shelton came, and so just as I came here in, seven, in 1957, when I heard about the Beatniks, uh, Poets Gathering, Poets Gathering, uh, Jazz Music, uh, and you had Mingus and Monk and all that and coming, and of course, uh, marijuana smoking, which, uh, uh, which was uh, part and parcel of what we did, and in those days, the weed was not too strong. Like now, I think it's too strong. It didn't get in the way of what you did and enhanced what you did. And I think the fact that these, uh, that, uh, that these uh, posters were coming out and the comics were coming out uh, was living proof that marijuana didn't get in the way of what we had to do. It enhanced what we had to do. Do you hear me about that? Right. Uh, you, you make a really interesting point, and I'm going to... Um I can't argue with the with the, the marijuana um, connection, but sort of to take that a step further, I think one of the, the the misperceptions is when we push that and people assume that um, these poster artists were all designing while on acid. I can't tell you how many times I hear that. And you ask them, and they look at you like, are you kidding me? Do you think we could have done this while tripping? Uh, and so we, we've reduced them to, uh, I always think of a two-dimensional acid knockoff. Um, you're right, marijuana didn't impede, but you couldn't do this meticulous work um, on acid. But apparently, they were all on dexedrine because, and that was not to get high, that was to meet the deadline. They had very short deadlines, and so while they may be reflecting a psychedelic vision, in many ways, it's an aesthetic that was under development before many of the artists had actually taken LSD. And so it's, I, I see it as more of a, um, a, a parallel way of seeing the world that does overlap, but we, we mischaracterize the artistry uh, if we see it simply as kind of a, uh, an acid knockoff, which wouldn't be possible. Unless you're there, and having been there, having been there, I can tell you this, that before, uh, okay, let's put uh, this, what's going through my mind. Before the arrival of, uh, of LSD, that's Osley, yep. uh, we had uh, uh, the, what suddenly could become around, it seems almost as if this kind of like uh, what meant to be was suddenly to hear about and experience uh, morning glory seeds. Have you heard about that? Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. Morning glory seeds, and as far as Dexedrine and and and, uh, and Dexedrine, they were far more available then. In fact, I'm seeing in my mind these heart-shaped Dexies that was pretty around <laughs> every pretty well around everywhere. There's Dexamil and Dexedrine, and Dexamil also had with it that is a a little bit of a downer, I believe. Mm -hmm. And Dexedrine was a pure. These are this for those who are just listening. These are different kinds of uh, uh, speed that was accessible, not some speed that overdid it like methamphetamine did for so many people, but was part and parcel of meeting deadlines. Am I right so far? Deadlines yeah. in many different ways. Well, right, exactly. Well, I mean, these, these poster artists had uh, frightfully short deadlines to meet, um, sometimes a week, uh, sometimes less, if you're lucky, two weeks. Uh, you know, and that's from a design to, to, to the printed and, and posted. So, of course, this was all done on an incredibly intense schedule, which explains, in my mind, why you have such a spread of quality of work. There are unbelievable masterpieces, some of which done virtually overnight, 
but there are also posters that you see that are kind of slopped slapped together, and it's I don't see it as a um, a failing of the artists. It's that not everything can be uh, a hit, and they had deadlines, and sometimes you just had to throw something together. I find those interesting because they really put into bold relief how brilliant some of the designs are that were produced under these circumstances. Um, I would say, you know, Michelangelo um, worked on easier circumstances than, than Wes Wilson and Victor Moscoso and Stanley Mouse. Uh, taking myself back to those times, I think, Michael, I think people might think that this is artists working alone on this project. Sometimes, yes, but other times it was that they're working on something to be done, but people are constantly coming in and out to the door with various messages, with various ideas, just coming in because times were very social back then. Yeah. People connected to one another. Now we live in a time when people seem to be in many times in boxes alone when in those days is the, the outflowing that I, at least if my memory serves me well, I think it was a Bob Dylan line he got from somewhere else. If my memory serves me, I want to bring Dylan in in a minute. If my memory serves me well, I, I, well people would be constantly visiting. I remember other, and somebody would be at their, their art board doing a poster while people were coming in and out and things were happening and people had stuff they wanted to show you. This was a very social time out of which these posters emerged and this comics emerged. And I, I think I'm, uh, um, I've been in bringing together Arkram, uh, Shetley, and all the underground comics people, and the poster artists. And there's a lot of back and forth. But this was a community that was going on then. We're talking, we're talking about 65, 67, 68. As I say, I got back to San Francisco in 65, brought back. By the spirit, I didn't realize. Well, I thought I was going back to the Beatniks in North Beach, when in fact the people picked me up, took me to 1090 Page Street in the Hate, and the Hate was then kind of a, it was going through that big change with White Flight, black people were crossing the Visadero and coming into the hate, and all these more middle-class white people were heading for the suburbs, so rent was very cheap, and, and communes were beginning to form, and out of it emerged, emerged the, the artists, uh, the posters, and the underground comics, and, the, and a lot of the, just the kind of scrawling that was going on, thanks to, uh, you mentioned Dexter, Dexedrine, and Dexamil, marijuana, and uh, morning glory seeds, mushrooms were going to appear, and of course peyote, and all of that came before us, Osley and, uh, and acid, which uh, was, was legal for perhaps a year or two. Do, does my memory serve me well? That sounds, Mr. Dillon, that sounds perfect. Yes. No, I'm, I'm Diamond Dave. Dillon was another dude. No, I know. Um, but um, uh, you bring an interesting point that um, is worth in the, the kind of uh, communal, collective, social area. We even have, you know, uh, what they call poster jams, where multiple poster artists would work together to create a poster. Now, the most famous is Stanley Mouse and Alton Kelly, who really were a, a creative team. Uh, but there are cases of Victor Moscoso and Rick Griffin producing posters together. Uh, and then there's the one that's Mouse, Kelly, and, and Griffin. So there, there was this sense of kind of like the, the artistic equivalent of the jam culture that was happening with the bands. Uh, so there was this sense, and, and what I find is 
it was a real tight community. There were lots of poster artists, but there was a real sense of, of, of cohesiveness. Uh, they all have a different individual style, but I think we can start clustering larger aesthetic sort of tendencies. Uh, actually, the, I'm at the Summer of Love conference here to present a paper on what's called the Joint Show, uh, which b- opened in uh, July of 1967, and it was an exhibition by really the five, at that time, major poster artists, uh, Wes Wilson, Stanley Mouse, Alton Kelly, Rick Griffin, and Victor Moscoso. Uh, and so they exhibited as a, you know, a joint show, obviously, pun intended, uh, but it was a collective, I think, statement of a kind of artistic integrity and culture. So it very much was like the kind of hippie communal spirit, and particularly uh, what we see in the in the musical world with the the jams. And I always think of the the scratching one another's back. The artists had that same kind of uh, tight community. Now, as it in, as time went on, we have more and more artists. And it's not that the community falls apart, but of course it gets more extended. And I think it uh, went to, to me, I, uh, I, the, the point I reached, and I was with the diggers, the Peter mm. Coyote, Peter Cohen, uh, it was Peter Cohen and Peter Berg, and the diggers, who of course had come up, but, prefer, but uh, started to have the free store. There's, of course, a lot of overlap again. And we're feeding yes. people every day in the panhandle. And this happened, and I kind of, if I want to give you a date, it was when that uh, that uh, that song came out. Come to San Francisco and wear some flowers in your hair. Yep. You'll meet some friendly people there. And certainly yep. we've had most of the, a lot of the people you're talking about were already here. And we looked around, people looked around and said, who the fuck is going to feed these people? And they came, mm-hmm. and they came in their crowds. They had to shut down Hate Street for traffic because there were so many people. And I was older, I was 30. As I said, I turned 30, I'm 79, and I'll soon be 80. So what the fuck? But anyway, uh, so, but and suddenly all these folks were here who didn't have much of a... Um, uh, much of a, a take on what was happening, other was other than coming here to get stoned. Right, and you know, you you raise it's an interesting point, given especially you know, bringing up your age, you were thirty then. Um, what's interesting is you know most of the poster artists were also older. These weren't teenagers. Um, I mean, Wes Wilson just turned eighty a few weeks ago, so these were actually. I would you know, say grown-ups, but they, they were mature and they were, I think, artistically sophisticated. They weren't just kids. You know, in the same way, you had a perspective that was a little more um, worldly, perhaps, or seasoned. Uh, and it's the, the artists, the poster artists, who are often uh, were a little bit older and I think brought a, um, a more elevated uh, capacity, for lack of a better way to put it. Well, uh, well, let me mention that. I think one of the first posters, first there was one which was kind of straight, kind of the usual. Uh, I'm, I'm talking about uh, uh, this. We just passed the 50th, 50th anniversary of the human being, the gathering of the yep. tribes. Now, uh, there, was a, uh, there was, I believe, a couple posters for that. One that was more straight, uh, which mentioned the speakers, uh, uh, the speakers, Allen Ginsberg, and uh, all San Francisco bands, I think it said. But mm-hmm. another was beginning to have, came out of the psychedelic, uh, the psychedelic set, am I right? 
Yes, absolutely. And there, there are three. There's a Rick Griffin poster or flyer and a uh, Moon by Michael Bowen. But the most famous one is the sort of, sort of the mystic third eye yogi one with uh, that Stanley Mouse and Alton Kelly and Michael Bowen. Uh, who was you know tied to the oracle and tied to uh, pulling together the bee in? That's kind of the iconic one, and that's actually one of the um, I think that's one of the great sort of emblematic statements of visual statements of the fact that this poster movement had kind of reached a full fr- uh, fruition. You have you know all the main characteristics of sort of exotic, uh, evocative imagery, um, bold color, though that's a white poster. There's a really strong play of purple on white, um, powerful sense of line, um, exotic uh, dynamic lettering. And really, it's, I sort of think of the, you know, the human being is the, the hippie debutante ball. It's a terrible way to put that. Uh, but in many ways, the poster goes along with it, as did the related um, January issue of The Oracle had the same image on it. Again, to me, revealing that all of these media, they bled in and out of one another. They fed each other. So it wasn't a, I call it the, you know, the poster movement, but it wasn't purely about posters. It just, that tended to be the primary medium um, in which this was able to be expressed. And uh, the, the, the picture that you're referencing, there's a sketch of it on the cover of the exhibit, The Art of Consciousness, yes, uh, the yes. San Francisco and Post that art that you curated. Actually, um, Stanley Mouse was commissioned to sort of uh, revisit the design uh, in, in honor of that. So I thought it was absolutely perfect, wow. appropriate. And, so, uh, and I, love, I love what he did with it. Yeah, it's beautiful. Are you going to be around for the weekend, or are you only here today? No, I'm here through in, into Sunday. Okay, well, let's get together. Let's, first, of all, I have a couple of questions. Now, you mentioned uh, on Hate Street, that address on Hate Street, is that, is, that the, is that the buildings that used to be the extension you see, you, you see University of California Extension Center? What, what you, my go? friend, are very good. You are spot on. Bravo. Okay, well, I've been around, yeah. brother. I walk these streets. <laughs> yeah, that's the uh, the address of the Hate Street Art Center is two fifteen. That's two one five Hate Street, uh, and it's on that that kind of big sloping hill. Um, I think the cross street is is around Laguna. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's really lower. It's it's hard to get much lower hate than that. Yeah, that's right. And the exhibit is la- is going. It started as you said, July first. I was at the opening. It was a really beautiful day um, to come in and, and meet you there. And it runs through September, I believe. So, it runs through September. There is, this is not official, but it, it, it may extend beyond that. I think that's not determined yet. Okay. So certainly you can count on September, um, but I don't think we have a, a hard stop date. And I'm kind of hoping it can extend just because I think I think it's a worthy show and I want people to see it. It really is a beautiful show, and there's, uh, and um, you 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 got some of the as you, as as you curated it, you got some of the original sketches for some of these iconic psychedelic posters, which Those is a pretty. Really... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm so sorry. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> I find the the drawings are real exciting. I mean, the poster process is itself collaborative because we you know we need to credit the printers, and many times the printers were the ones who were more sophisticated with color and did a lot of advice. So a lot of these are 
they are collaborative. Um, but what's really nice to see when you are, to concentrate attention back on the artists, which is one of my kind of crusades here, uh, they have been, if you think of the rock posters, um, in terms of collectors, they're all categorized by whether it's the Bill Graham series, the BG series, or the Family Dog, FD series. My take as an art historian has been, I don't know of any other art movement in the history of the world where we primarily define and catalog them by the patron as opposed to by the artist. Uh, you know, nobody looks at the Sistine Chapel and says, oh, that's a Julius II. We all say it's a Michelangelo. Julius is the patron. So these posters are not Bill Graham posters. They're Rick, you know, well, they're, you know, Stanley, well, okay, Mouse didn't work for Graham, but Wes Wilson or whoever. So for me, the drawings are a wonderful way to get closer to the, the hand of the master. And once you start looking, it's undeniable the the quality of line, the quality of drawing. There's a there's a, a real artistic mastery that when you get down to the drawing becomes undeniable because what you've done is stripped away all of the intermediary sort of additions and collaborations, and it really brings it down back to the hand of the master. And then so it's, I think it's so important to get to see those. Well, I'd like to. Uh, uh, when long. You say yeah, you're going to sorry. be around. Where are, you, where are you going to be Saturday? I want to meet up with you. With you, are you going to be there tomorrow? I'm here. The the conference is going through tomorrow, um, and I'll I'll be here. I'm actually my my session. We have a session on posters. Three of us presenting. That's tomorrow afternoon, um, and then I believe Sunday I'm going to go back to the art center. Uh, it's open, and I thought I'd spend the day there. And I think we'll walk through. That. I'd be happy to meet you there Sunday. Okay. Well, tell me about the conference. Where is the conference? Well, the conference is um, being it's sponsored by the Northwestern University Center for Civic Engagement and, oh and co-sponsored with the California Historic Society. Oh, my goodness. It, um, really, it's an academic conference, and I think it may be the first academic conference uh, to look at the counterculture. Um, and so it's anchored around the 50th anniversary of the Summer of Love, but this is it's, it's a serious scholarly conference. A lot of... Um, very interesting, thought-provoking, subtle papers, parsing out all sorts of things from the relationship between the counterculture and the Black Panthers to communes, sexual politics of the counterculture, the Haight-Ashbury Free Medical Clinic. It's really kind of unpacking the complexities um, of it all. And it's, it opened last night at the California Historical Society, which I'd want to put a plug for. There's a wonderful exhibit uh, that Dennis McNally put together that's up there that I would also highly recommend. Uh, but today and tomorrow, the conference is at the Northwestern University Center for Civic Engagement, which I'm enjoying the fact that it's um, on Montgomery Street. And of course, my name being Scott Montgomery, I'm, I'm, I can't take credit for it being here, but I, I like the resonance. Absolutely. And thank you for restating your name. It's been such a pleasure to talk to you, uh, Scott Montgomery, um, art historian, curator of the exhibit, uh, The Art of Consciousness, at the, the San Francisco Poster Art from 1965-1967 at the new Hate Street Art Center, 215 Hate Street. And if you go over there this Sunday, it sounds like you might actually get to meet Scott himself. 
And I that's, will be there. And that's where I met you. And I and your your enthusiasm was 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 you were exuding the enthusiasm um, for the show. And uh, and I was I'm so pleased to meet you. And I'm glad that we've connected so that you could be our guest today by phone. And perhaps sometime sh- down the line, you'll come into these Mutiny Radio studios. I would love it. I sure appreciate you having me. And anyone come on down Sunday, I promise to not hold back in my enthusiasm. <laughs> hey, Scott. <laughs> Wonderful. Scott Montgomery. Uh, Great one, day by you. Uh, just a yes. question, uh, just for, I was just, now as I said, I'm 79, soon to be 80. Now, I, I'd guess you to be in your, uh, what, what, middle to late 30s, is that right? Well, I turned 54 yesterday. 54 yesterday. Happy birthday. Well, you yeah, know, so yeah, I, yeah, the, thank you. But we well, have a lot I, to. I tell, so I, I plan to. I'm, I plan to drop by the Northwestern School uh, tomorrow That'd be great. That'd be and great. put I'd my head in the door you. and see like, if they um, if they toss me out or not. But I'd really be interested in talking. <laughs> to the, it sounds like a lot of papers being read about a time that I was totally involved in. Um, uh, totally involved in. So Saturday, I'm planning to go to what is that? The Northwestern School for what? Yeah, we can Northwestern find Northwestern University, City for Center for Civic Engagement, and that's the first I, I, I hear think, about that. I think you'd love it. It's pretty. It's real exciting. Well, I'm going to come in as the old guy who was there looking around, and I do look the part. I have to, uh, but I can't deny. And so, if you see a guy who looks a lot like somebody who was there then, so you can come up and say, "Hey, I'm I be Scott Montgomery. <laughs> uh, Scott Montgomery, you must be Diamond Dave." I'll look forward to it. If I don't see it tomorrow, I'll see it Sunday. Okay, you'll see me tomorrow on Sunday. And, and uh, Sunday, I like that even better. Just made for a better weekend. Okay, I sure appreciate okay. you having me on. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Anytime. It's great to have you. Thank you for the work that you're doing and then the words that are being, uh, all the knowledge being spread. Um, both from 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 your camp and from everyone there at the Summer of Love Conference, uh, and we'll we'll check in with you again, as Dave here likes to say, to be continued. Beautiful, I like that. Thank you so much. You are most welcome anytime. Just everyone knows you're listening to the Common Thread Collective here on Mutiny Radio FM. We broadcast live every Friday from the Mission District here in San Francisco, and we stream around the planet on Mutiny Radio FM, and also free podcast shows up on our website right after every show so all those podcasts are available and free and um what a treat it is to be here on this free speech friday and that'd be podcast not a podcast oh it could be a podcast 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 underground for sure and hey we have a group of a lot of us were in their adolescents back then um a lot of words, and now we have this group of young people who are, in fact, doing a show called Adolescence. That's the name, and they are in their adolescence. Is that right? This is true. And so, as an interview, as a segue, all right, from the adolescence back there in the, in the middle of the late '60s, uh, there's a band called the Adolescence that goes back to the '80s. And uh, you've never heard them before, have you? Never yeah, heard of it. Okay, well, here be the Adolescence. Do we, we have that on? Segway, adolescence for adolescence.
Or, you know, some other song that will actually play for us. <laughs> this is community radio, folks. We, we do what we can. <laughs> sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Here's a little, here's a little Combrio, and then, and then I'll, I'll try to get this working here. Uh, working it out. That's the community way. Mutiny Radio. I'm Global Val. Thanks, Diamond Dave. Thanks, Scott Montgomery. And thanks to all this crew putting on the adolescent show next Friday at the free music, free love music studio in Oakland.
was some more music okay. from Conbrio. Beautiful music. Um, so cool. We'll see you in another summer, as she sang. And we're kicking it back to the Summer of Love. It's the 50th anniversary of the Summer of Love here in San Francisco. Diamond Daves goes, oh my goodness, because he was here for it all. And he's been here through it all. Oh, and there. and one of the crazy, uh, all, all, all of the interesting things um, come down the pipeline. I wanted to play uh, Ubi's song, because, and, and, then, and, then, and then we'll go uh, to back to our live Back to our lives. We're talking about uh, whoever. He's still yet to have. Yeah, well, we'll that's okay. Yeah, so, uh, and then we'll be back with Danny the Machine Daddy. in just about three minutes. And there's Rainbow. Sometimes I wonder where do the blues come from? Up and down. Sometimes it's not so fun. Try my best to tell myself It's all gonna be okay I sing this happy song I heard Somewhere along the way It's alright, it's okay Every little thing's gonna be alright It's alright, it's okay Every little thing's gonna be alright It's alright, it's okay I believe he's ready. Well, I mean, he's ready. This is going to be, without further ado, 
Who do we have? We got Danny the Machine. Here, Danny the Machine. Danny, it's on you now. You're on. What up, people? Used it again, man. I haven't been able to get this right, right? It's real hard doing everything, man. I'm just trying to make Two tunes, ready? We go now? Hey, tough times, kids. Get used to it. I know... Am I on? I know what it means to want. And I know how it feels to need. I know what it means to want, yeah. I know what it means to want. And how come I keep repeating myself? How come I keep breathing in and out? How come my heart keeps pounding inside of me? And how come Oh, fuck this shit. Going for the tambourine. He's coming back. And uh, he's going to accompany himself by the tambourine. Danny. Okay. Good. Now we go. Go for it, brother. That's art. Good night. Okay, that be Danny. That is art. That is punk as fuck. Just listen Chaos all around The cock of a new sound There's nowhere to go But around
like to welcome Bloodflower on the melodica and uh, this Hello. song
little button, the world explodes, comes as a heavy load. One nation upon nation wages war, and guess what they're Bloodflower on Melodica. Yeah. That was a great group. We've seen the birth of a, of, a, of a new group right here. I'm talking about uh, I'm talking about Rainbow. I'm talking about Bloodflower. 
let's a uh, new group, a uh, new deal, we'll call it Rainbow Flower. <laughs> yeah, right, okay. Rainbow right. Flower right here. <laughs> or should it be Rainbow Blood, Blood Rainbow? Anyway, depending on your mood. I don't care, you know, it's like that, Rainbow that's flower. what the fun of it all is. You get to do what you want to do. <laughs> Why don't you do another one here, okay. Rainbow? Yeah, we'd love, we'd love if you want to do, do another one, Rainbow. Oh, thank you so much, though. Thank Thanks you. for having me. It's always such a great thrill and such an honor to be around such kind and real people, which are hard to find these days, you know, but, but thanks for being there.
sure a war went out, nobody come. And all the people are saying no to the bomb. Yeah, all the folk smoking the smoke with the Rainbow, thank you for thinking of ways to be kind. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, could I do one more? Yeah, sure. Uh, um, That'd be great. This one in commemoration with the anniversary of the Summer of Love, you know, like I'm trying to give love a plug. But... Baby, I love you with the love that is true. But there's a correlation between pleasure and pain Feels so good but it hurts so bad I wake up glad but I retire sad You know I'll even kiss the earth you walk upon You know I'll even kiss the earth you walk upon Is a lie, let it turn you on. Love is a lie, let it turn you on. Love is a lie, let it turn you on. Love is a lie, let it turn you on. You got the kind of really blows my mind and your lips are like strawberry wine if I promise to make you smile can I stay with you for just a while
Love is a light, let it turn you on. Love is a light, let it turn you on. Love is a light, let it turn you on. Love is a light, let it turn you on. You know I'll even kiss the earth you walk upon. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dom Day. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Val. Uh, thank you, Rainbow. It was a beautiful Rainbow. life. You too. No thank, violence. Thank, yeah, that's Plenty what we're. Ganja. <laughs> that's right. That's what we're all about here on the Common Thread Collective. Thank you, Rainbow. And uh, on that note about ganja, it's just about 4:20. So I think you need to take a break.
Listening to the Common Thread Collective here at MutinyRadio.fm, San Francisco. I hope you just had took a nice break um, and uh, enjoying this Friday, July twenty eighth, twenty seventeen. And uh, thanks to Rainbow again for playing all those his original songs. He has a, I think he, I heard he has a songbook of about eighty original songs. I think he's just really just, cra- you know, we just like seen the tip of the iceberg with with. Uh, a lot of his musical work and it's good to be here hey howard's here hi howard and richard hi val welcome back hi howard hi howard richard and howard has mentioned the fact that thursday let's uh, take this uh, with a few things uh, that are going on one you mentioned thursday it's going to be free city college free city it said free city but in fact it's also it's free city college and you can come down to the freezer to uh, the city college, uh, uh, the city college uh, civic center campus. I think we can call it that. You can find that, and uh, uh, it will be a celebration for the fact that city college is now free, but it'll also be a chance in which you too, city college being not free, you don't have to see where you have qualify for a bog waiver, waiver, whether your income is low, low enough or any of that. City College is now, for now free for any San Franciscan who with, with uh, six months resident. So I believe that's true too. But that's going to be at, uh, that's going to be at, uh, at the Civic Center City CCSF campus. I believe that is at noon. Is that right? Uh, I, I'm not sure yet. I gotta check on those. Um, on that, I'll find those in a minute. Uh, it's not a campus. It's civic what? Center. It's a well, they have classes there. I've taken classes there. 
it's yeah. a civic center. The rally is a civic center. <clears throat> civic center, uh, right outside, right there at the entrance to UN Plaza. You'll find Polk, where, Polk Street side. Exactly. No, no, no. This is a, this is way down. This oh, is the Market Street okay. side. Market, it's on Market uh, seven, at UN Plaza. Market. That's yeah. where it is. And I believe noon and noon is the time we'll find out. But Howard, you have another event which you want to remind us of. Todd, tell us about it, Howard. Oh, thanks, Dave. Uh, tonight and tomorrow, uh, San Francisco Bike Messengers, of which uh, Diamond Dave is a charter member, uh, alumnus, or both. Oh, well. uh, we are having a, a couple uh, events uh, tonight at uh, Lennon Studios at 271 Door uh, in the South of Market neighborhood. We'll just have some bands and uh, uh, music, messenger music. Uh, we'll be carrying on uh, starting at uh, about 7 p.m. tonight. And then uh, tomorrow, uh, if we're sober, uh, or if we're not, what the hell, uh, we'll be at... Uh, <laughs> The Panhandle, at the very eastern end of the Panhandle by the McKinley statue uh, for uh, some free bike repair. If your bike needs uh, hospitalization, uh, come by there and uh, we'll try to fix it up for you. Um, we also have uh, some shirts and swag for sale. If you'd like to donate to our what we call our Broken Bones Fund, that's where uh, money goes into a uh, fund for messengers who are injured on the job, which uh, is, I guess, something we'll always have to live with, and it helps us live with it. Uh, yeah, I don't know how. Now, I was a bike messenger in 1957. In fact, the way I like to say is bike messenger by day, beatnik by day and night. It was 1957, and I was in seventh heaven, a nonlinear dart on the urban checkerboard. And of course, it was a totally different urban situation. I stand there and watch this traffic, broken bones. I have no idea. The, the traffic we see today was a different city then. None of the high rises we see. If you look down, if, if, if you look at look at the, the, the skyline of San Francisco, none of those high rises you see were there then. It was uh, the traffic was so much less that is incredible and staggering. Broken bones. I don't see how you can avoid it these days. Trying to weave your way around the kind of traffic that we have now, it's incredible. It's, uh, it's disturbing. It was a different city then. But so let's say uh, at Lennon Studio. And of course, Lennon Studio it used to be at Broadway, I believe, the original Lennon Studio. And she's an amazing English woman. And her family has had that studio. And it was uh, part of the underground. So many amazing things have gone on there. Now it's there uh, between Doorway and 9th Street. 9th Street, between Doorway and 9th, is that 9th Street. Right, uh, and it's both, uh, you can enter it from both sides, but mostly from the Doorway side. That's like Doorway, like the music, like the artist, D-O-R-E Street. And that's where we're going to be. Am I right so far? Uh, yeah, I didn't know it was pronounced that way. Doorway, yes. I well, that's right. Door, but, uh, yeah, well, I, it's originally door, Doorway. I pronounce it because okay. I knew this artist. He did this, we can find him online. Uh, he did this back in, around the turn of the last century. Uh, he was a French guy, I believe, Doré, and he did these amazing scenes of life and hell. Uh, oh. yeah. uh, what's his first name? Uh, I believe it's Alexander Doré, but uh, just Doré with that little little 
that, that little umlaut, uh, that little accent sign over the R, which makes it Dore, Dore, Dore. D-R-E. D-R-E, so whatever, Dore Street. And you can come in and, and it will be inside, outside. People can hang out. Uh, they had what was, what was originally, I guess, a... Um, a place for trucks to trucks to unload, but now it's a place where people can unload and load. Right there, at, have you been to London Studios? Oh yes. So you know what I mean. Sure. You go in and out. It's a beautiful place. I'll try to make it, but I think I, I'll try to make it. I'll just say that. So, uh, but I. Th- but anyway, that sounds amazing, and you definitely have my support there. As a charter member of the Bike Messengers, 1957, I work for RCA. And there's essentially two uh, bike messenger, bike messengers. One was Western Union, and that was these all these guys wearing uh, what I remember is their bow ties, and they're being really servile because they're delivering uh, telegrams to people sometimes in very tragic circumstances. When you got a telegram there, somebody that's close to you might be dead, 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 dead. And then we were RCA, which was shipped ashore, uh, shipped ashore. Uh, now, I didn't, I didn't, I, well, you couldn't remember because you weren't there, but all of that, probably, uh, the Visadero, I mean, uh, Embarcadero, Sanson Street, were not high-rises. It was a market for veggies that came off the ships, like banana boats coming in and so on. And they'd send, uh, they'd send ship-to-shore telegrams, I guess, uh, cables to be delivered to people where our ship is outside, we're coming in, we'll be in uh, tomorrow or something like that. And that was RCA, and that was a bunch of wild ones. If you think that hippies were some of the first wild back messengers, back, back messengers, no, take it back 10 years, we were beatnik, beatnik back messengers, at least a few of us were, and we're allowed to dress the way we dressed, to talk the way we dressed, as long as we delivered those cables. 1957, Bike Messenger by Day, Beatnik by Day and Night. So, Howard, thanks for coming. Any else? Well, Richard, so thanks, good Dave. to see Thank you, brother. Richard, so good to see you, bro. It's always so good. I think we missed it. No, we didn't. So good to see you, brother. Well, I came back last week, but I was still partially dead. Okay, well, you're definitely well, good. Welcome back, Lazarus. I can feel the revival. <laughs> Look at him. You can feel your spirit is definitely improving, brother. Yeah, it's good to be back, you know. Oh, yeah. uh, um, you, you, you can never take it for granted. I don't think I ever really did. But I might have because it sure feels good to be back. Yeah. Happy happy healing to you, Richard. Thank you, thank you. Well, let's start it off with a funny piece. Well, I, of course, yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. funny, but, you know, other people might go, groan. It's called <laughs> I'm Uber. already laughing. What's that? I'm already laughing. Oh, well, good. Uber, Lyft. Uber, Uber, Lyft, Lyft, Uber, Lyft, Uber, Uber, Lyft, Lyft, Uber, 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 Lyft, Lyft, Uber, Lyft, Uber, Uber, Taxi. Did it work? Did it work? You looked at me and I, and I, I'm like, is, it, is that finished? I just rented from. Well, what, what's it? Who the Uber the, the, the Uber lifts of renting rooms? Oh, Airbnb. Airbnb. So oh, yeah. Uber lift. Uber lift. Uber lift. Taxi. Airbnb. How's that? Yeah, for yeah, yeah, yeah. Work with it, brother. Airbnb. Well, it's just it's just you know when I'm waiting in the bus, there's all these Uber lift people around. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, I'll see a taxi come by. 
And I, if I was going to do one, it would be the taxi I'd go for. Me too. I've never taken an Uber or a Lyft. You know, I, I don't have any intention of doing so no, in the near future. Either. I mean, I, they're signing up for it. I haven't I, really I, been with anyone who, yet who said, well, that, you know, okay, let's go. Do, like, I haven't been with anyone who's like, oh, okay, let's go hop in. So, you know, I've <laughs> it, it totally, you know, pinches off the, the law-abiding um you know, certif- certified license holding. Yeah, it um, cuts through all the all the stuff that t- taxi drivers have to put up with. Yeah, it's a little bit like the government does to the post office. You know, they fund it, then they take the money back and never give it back, and then the then the post office is struggling, and then oh well, you know, see they're not making the money. No, the deal is you're choking it off, you're killing it, right? Uh, and you're trying to privatize it. Airbnb, and, and, uh, and, and then you know, well, on and on we could go. Yeah, but also it's one of those one of those things that has so much funding behind it, so much investment that that's why it's cheap. It's not cheap yeah. because it's profitable. It's not a profitable yeah. thing. So it's kind of like, well, you know, it's just going to choke things out. Like how does how does Whole Foods get into into a neighborhood without ever being posted that they're coming? Uh-huh. I mean, that's what happened. Though, as far as I can tell, I never heard of any posting. You know, when uh, when uh, Trader Joe's was going to uh, uh, try to come down there where the old uh, Tower Market was, mm-hmm. uh, the people in the neighborhood it was all posted. So people got a petition together, and we we said, no, we've got too many people here. Uh, you know, they need support. We don't want another one here. Mm-hmm. And so then all of a sudden. Whole food shows up. No one. I don't remember. I asked people. I said, "Did you see any postings on 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 them showing up?" No one did. They just showed up. Yeah. Now, what does that mean? Right, and all over now, town too. And they've they've shown up in these big, you know, mixed use developments as well. I used to live over in Potrero Hill yeah, for a few there. years, and um, when we moved into the house we we're in, it has it was a beautiful house. It has the like two back decks, and you're looking at the bay. You can see the like big sweep of the bay and across to the to the East Bay Hills. Beautiful, beautiful view. And they were building a, a the condos over there, and they were just building them up. And I, you know, I asked the 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 owner i said how high is that building going he's like i don't think it's going any higher went up two more stories and then you know all the stuff you put on the roof like all the vent ventilation equipment and stuff just enough to cut off our view of Of the the entire bay but i did write a poem about it that the uh the uh, beat museum published subsequently but that's i don't want to be published for for having to complain and now that uh, the whole foods is part of amazon and Amazon is becoming, talking about the post office, and Amazon is becoming a kind of an alternative post office, am I right? Amazon, uh, the, the, the Amazon is now a, a monolith, uh, time will tell. Now, but now they've just uh, uh, taken over, to, in, 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 in taken over Whole Foods, is now part of Amazon, am I right? That's it too. Yeah. yeah ah. Acquired. Corporate, eats ah, corporate. Acquired is the word. Eats corporate, eats corporate. When are they going to get, you know, when are they going to get... Uh, when? When? <laughs> when? When? Get too big. When? <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, Richard. Well, I interrupted your uh, reading. Uh, please go well, on. Richard, more, please all go right, on. Well, You're just uh, so thought-provoking, you know? I know. Thought-provoking is a good thing. Sometimes. Sometimes not. Uh, hit the beat. Hit the beat. Let it take. Do what you want. Sound pulses, strike the cadence. Beat begins the dance, the heat in the heart of life. 
add another drum, conga comes to mind. Syncopation can be fun, makes the dance. Hang on at what you want. Let the drums bass play against each other, holding steady, even to frenzy, perchance a little lovely melody with strings full orchestration. Maybe a little bit rougher, crashing, grinding guitars that can scream, cry, moan, wail with joy, sadness, nodding your heads in yes. Maybe a more subtle dance style that once has a new, that now has a new place on stage. Ride the music. Give me a horn, bassoon, conceive new directions as miles, the elixir, mixer of music, joining earth's sounds in ways still unheard. Oh, believe it. The mate to this music, lyrics, furnish us with hip-hop lyrics that keeps old-school poetry alive. Tell us lies, truths, lyrics that make us feel something, anything. Give us stories you hid away. Bring the words of the unheard and heard, unseen to a scene. Form these words with your intellect, heart. Speak truth to power as they blatantly lie to us. Sing it, preach it, take it to the universe. But if you have to give music a genre, don't call the blues pop. Okay. Well, they're going to do what they plan to do. Yeah. They're going to do what they're going to do. Uh, the, 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 this is probably, uh, we talk about Amazon and Whole Foods making the blues pop. Fuck. Do you have another one, Richard? Oh, I've got tons, Oh, I know you do. Give us another one. <laughs> and then we want to, I think we're okay, going to uh, well, a bit early. Let's do a cope. This is cabaret. Brothers and sisters, cope. You're living cabaret while outside our world wanes, rots. Why, you say it feels like the 30s, the last days of cabaret times. Place to live inside while it rages, raining, bringing in the flock to rage against, well. Empires can only lie and deceive. Cabaret, like the fool, jester tells you truths. Maybe it isn't your thing, your style, but it's a safe place for mocking, satire, truth-letting, for a while. Until the storm that rages blows your house of cabarets down and washes them to the rivers to sea. Send in your clowns, disturb the people with their menacing smiles, fit for an empire. Cabarets have given way to open mics. Life goes on with or without cabaret. Long live cabaret. I appreciate your tributes to art and music. Well, yeah, it was it was a place. I mean, you know, there's, uh, you know, it, it has its criticism, but you know, it was basically that. It was just basically a place where the fool and the jester can go, and the poet could go. You know, we don't have the cabaret anymore, but we do have open mics. We do have open mics, and that is what has replaced the cabaret, I think. Hmm. And the and the open mic can expand. That's the beauty of a uh, open mic. Uh, but people have to be aware that, yeah, this is something we can expand. If you have something that's a five-minute scene, you can come to an open mic and do your scene. You know, you can come and read your poem. You can come and do your music. If you're a bassoon player who wants to play with a violin player, come, please, do it. Because this is where you do it. (laughs) 
and this is where your experiment can say, "Hey, I like that. This can go where this. I think this can be married here. Or this. Oh, I like that, and influence someone else. And you get everything else in between. But you know, when those moments happen, better than sitting there watching the Game of Thrones. <laughs> Amen. And so, as and that is an open invitation, uh, I believe, that, that Richard just put out there, not only for this show, which you're welcome to come and be a part of any Friday from 3 to 6 here at 21st in Florida at Mutiny Radio, but also I know that you frequent uh, several several open mics, including one that happens at Cafe International yeah. on, every Friday night. That's yeah. hosted by our friend uh, Clyde Always, who is always entertaining. Kim Shuck. Kim Shuck. Who is now the Newport Laureate. Yeah, turning and gears. I, I think, I think uh, Hi, a lot of things that I'm saying, she's saying as well. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, the turnover of the Poet Laureate is uh, something that each, each one succeeds and brings their own particular uh, thing and, and, uh, and built on the, post, last, uh, the last Poet Laureates. And building on that, uh, it just keeps building with each new Poet Laureate. And I will begin with Kim, is in the process, she was here last week, of course, is in the process of putting together the first real effort of letting the public know, uh, they know the name, but some people know Kim, other people know the name, that she's about to leap forth, and that will be in September at the library, I believe. Uh, last I heard it was September 14th. We think it's at 6 o'clock, and it may be at the Corret. We're not yeah, well, everyone so but, far but we, Yeah, Corret. but so far it's the 7th, September 14th. Everybody, everyone the Corret, and I think she has, a, she has, it seemed to be her vision is that she's not just herself as a poet laureate, but also kind of a collective vision of the, of the, of the poets who she's known, of the others, uh, the poets we've known, other people have emerged from the, that generation that you're talking about. Also mentoring. And mentoring. The whole mentoring issue is really, really important. If each discipline in this city, like playwriters or, or writers or bakers or whatever, whatever it is, could go in and start mentoring kids as well, uh, w w you know, going in with the teaching system, but making that connection to what the child views, you know, but they should learn everything as much as they can. But at one point, they're going to say, hey, this is who I am. This is what I want. And that should be fed. Uh, beautiful. And it seems like yeah. Kim has this view of, of uh, that uh, as a poet laureate, She's talking about the poet laureate of all of San Francisco and needing, and I saw the expression on her face uh, when she was here last week. She's realized that she's, she's taken something really uh, could be monumental, mentoring what it's going to be, and it's going to be emerge. It will emerge. She wants it to emerge. I think she wants it to emerge. She's going to help make it emerge, and all the folks will be emerging with her who have known her as part of this generation coming out of the open mic situations. She comes out of that from Modern Times Bookstore. So, Richard, I'm so glad you're here. And whatever role we can play as a voice of all that, not the voice, but an, uh, a voice of that to bring it to the city and, indeed, the planet, streaming around the planet on the Internet, uh, we'll be doing. So let's, yeah. uh, let's make that pledge now in a way that's where, to help make that happen and make it available to happen. And whatever we can do to lend a hand, by all means. I say give what you can. Get what you need, where you can, when you can, however you can. In other words, Richard, lend a hand. 
Well, on that note, I do have a poem that might fit right into that. Oh, and good. I can end it with this. With oh, that. beautiful. Um, I did. I know it well. Let me... Um, let me um, it's called City of Seven Hills. What keeps me here in the City of Seven Hills? City, cold, fractious, of ups and downs, backwards, forwards. A Mediterranean city stuck in Usa, out of place on the surface, but still an Usan city. What keeps me tied to this city of seven deadly pleasures, this city of laughter, struggle, tragedy? City of upheaval, revolution, with streaks of ugliness, blandness, lameness, creeping in where Sky Pilot has two hills dedicated to Grace's Cathedral on Knob Hill, to St. Mary's Cathedral, also known as Boob's Cathedral, the Maytag washer of churches on Cathedral Hill. Look at the shadows at ten and two. You'll understand these names. What keeps me here where seven days a week in this city of seven arts, dancers, writers, poets, musicians, playwriters, painters, live while they hold on to a city that forgot how to appreciate what they have until they don't? Then they'll turn it into a theme park and a shopping mall like they did the hate. Oh, the shows we could put on if we artists and lovers ever got together. Yeah. We could show the world. Let's do it. Let's do it uh, from this moment forward. Let's say the past, say the past, shakes hands of the future to the now. Oh, I couldn't help but think of Ted, Ted, Tim Redmond, the former editor of the, uh, longtime editor of the Big Guardian. Now, is, is, is that a blog? Is it a whatever? And that's called Fort Eight Hills. Mm-hmm. And that, in fact, it says, according to his estimation, San Francisco is a city of 48 hills. <laughs> and so there are places to hide and a place to be. So, Richard. Yes. Val. Everybody out there, it seems to be our role that from this time forward is to use all the tools at our disposal, which is everybody's not disposal. They, what's the opposite of disposal? You tell me to help bring it to happen, to build this kind of movement, this kind of alternative, all these things that you, uh, all of that you mentioned with gentrification and money, 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 that, that here we are, we do have this opportunity. Hey, but by the way, I should say, I, should, I haven't said it yet, but I want to thank uh, Organic Valley Co-op for making this happen and helping with this happen. And in the middle of these 48 hills, we are the Organic Valley, ho, ho, ho. The Organic Valley between the hills, ho, ho, ho. The Organic Valley between the legs of the city, ho, ho, ho. You can work on that metaphor a well. Organic Valley between the legs of the city, I don't know. But anyway, it just came out. Don't blame me, blame the spirit. Spontaneously. <laughs> and so this has been a good, good death for Richard. Thanks for coming through. Yeah. And everybody out there, you can call us. You can call us. My phone number, 415-240-0286. 415-240-0286. Or just come by. We're going to be here each and every Friday, unless you hear different. Come on through. We got room. Come on through. We got room. Come on through. We got. Oh, I repeat myself. Uh-oh. And where are we? Right here on the 21st of Florida. 21st in Florida is the storefront of the corner. Mutiny Radio. MutinyRadio.fm. Come on through. Or you can call in a phone number. The on the air number is 415 550 0511. 
415-550-0511. So if you find this offer intriguing, and if not us who, and if not here when, if you find, find this idea of uh, intriguing, there are various ways that you can, can, uh, can connect to us, but the best way is on a Friday. One of the best ways is just come on through, 21st in Florida, Mutiny Radio. How's that, Val? Absolutely. We want everyone to feel welcome here and that you have a place to express yourself and exercise your First Amendment rights. Fuck yeah. Um, and here on our show, if you're a, a, a dedicated listener, um, or if you're a new listener, uh, you know we do a lot of music and poetry and activism, um, but there's a lot of other shows at the station that you know open it up to to more art forms so uh definitely you know check out what happens here at mutiny radio all week long we have over 35 original shows with djs who are in here because you know we we have a a passion for what we do and um the opportunities we get to bring to others to be here at the station so um we thank you for listening thank you for your support um if you you know if you want to throw a few uh, dollars in our in our donation jar you can do that on our website too and uh, or come down in person but uh, our show here is certainly free as can be the common thread collective speaking of free and kind of following on on uh, after what we were just talking about about getting together and, and getting past the the moneyed interest there's actually a big experiment tomorrow at Civic Center. Um, that's Saturday, July 29th from 2 to 4 p.m. called the Human Do-In. And the question posed is, what would you do if income, if your income were taken care of? So um, it's it's using the notion of, of the uh, summer love and the, the human being. And the description of the event is as follows. 50 years ago, a whole bunch of weirdos got together to be in the park. This year, we will assemble and do. If you were given a basic income, what would you spend your time on? Would you continue to work you do now or spend more time playing music, picnicking with your family, or cooking for strangers? Whatever it is that you would do, we invite you to come and do it with us on July 29th to demonstrate to ourselves and those around us what a better world might look like. This decentralized, leave-no-trace event. Bring everything you need. There's no stage and no program. Please bring your uh, please bring your trash and someone else's trash home with you and keep our public space, spaces clean for everyone. Sounds like a rainbow gathering in the city. That and is the human do-in. Do That's at Civic Center Plaza tomorrow, Saturday, uh, July 29th uh, from 2 to 4 p.m. Uh, free form and come and show the world and yourselves and count me in uh, i'm about to turn 80 years old in fact like uh, this is the first time i mentioned it the first time it's mentioned to invite you all to my b-day party 80 years old 80 years old 80 years on the planet it's going to be at a, uh, once again at adobe books in november and november 13th i believe so but as far as the doing is concerned i'm not the only one i managed to survive on just that it's called social security so my day is free because of what I did as a, as a work, uh, work, work, uh, my, uh, day, my day job way back then. So there's a number of people who uh, qualify automatically right now for the do-in because we're getting Social Security. Is that right? Hey, if you've got free time on your hands, I hope right. you're doing something something that that you know brings you happiness with it. Yeah. Well, I'm right here now, 
And Saturday, I'm going to drop. I'm going to come by, and I, I plan to go to the. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there tomorrow. That's this Saturday. I'll be there at Civic Center, uh, bringing my do. My do. Look for me. I'll be wearing a do rag. Oh, oh, oh. I'll Ready be wearing to my do rag. No, I don't. I, somebody, somebody, tie it on my head. I do. But anyway, it's just a joke. Like everything is just a joke if you can see it that way. So my B-Day party is going to be November 13th. You'll hear more about it as we get closer. So Val, thanks for all you do. And I know you're just, you still kiss to you. Anyway, take it away, Val. I love you, sister, and I love you all. You too, Dave. And Richard, you've got a, another event to announce. Well, yeah, please. Yeah, um, on uh, the first Saturday of, uh, of August, I think it's August 5th. Uh, anyway, it's the first Saturday of uh, in August at 7 o'clock at uh, La Promenade, right across from the Balboa Theater out there in Balboa. Um, uh, David Erdreich is going to be backing me up on sax, and, uh, and, and uh, I'll be reading my poetry for a portion of it, and then we'll be reading each other uh, our poetry each. Um, so if you're uh, interested in something like that, and there'll be an open mic afterwards... Uh, please come out to La Promenade right across the street from uh, uh, Balboa Theater. Um, anyway, thank you. And thank you for your time. And thank you for your time time and thought-provoking content. Um, yeah, La Promenade is a really beautiful cafe out there in the outer Richmond on Balboa Street. And I uh, recommend that you go and check it out for sure. Um, so much going on. Um, so that is Saturday, August 5th. There's another event happening Saturday, August 5th that I'd like to announce, and that is the bi-monthly MAP, Mission Arts and Performance Project. It happens the first Saturday of all the even months here in the Mission District with venues and shows and uh, art installations and performances all around the mission district um that you can hop around to and so map it looks like the theme for this one is resistance uh and so on uh, so saturday august 5th is map m-a-p-p-s-f.com and i'm going to be part of that map i'm really excited to be part of that uh blood blood flower produce productions um has uh, created a showcase during map of smoke spoken word and music um so that's going to be from 7 to 8 p.m at 1129 florida street that's at 23rd and florida Say no to fascism, spoken word music, evict the Trumps, resist tyranny, resist, support your local indie bookstores. And uh, so that's Saturday, August 5th, 7 to 8 p.m. All are welcome. There'll be more information on the MAP website, MAPPSF.com. But at this particular venue, it's a new venue for MAP, uh, curated by Bloodflower, is going to be yours truly, Global Val, uh, E.K. Keith, James Zealous, Charlie Getter, Jennifer Barone of the Word Party, and Ed Dang playing some music. So uh, lots to do here in San Francisco and all around the Bay Area. And I wanted to announce a couple other events. Um, If you haven't been over to the Guild Tract Farm in 
Berkeley, Albany. It's right kind of on the border between Berkeley and Albany on San Pablo Avenue and Marin Streets. Um, the huge area there, the UC uh, Gill Tract Community Farm. Every Sunday they have a uh, community farm stand um farmer's market where it's donation-based farmer's market and all of the fruit and vegetables are picked that day and then um, you can drive right down San Pablo and and stop and pick up some fresh organic lovingly grown vegetables by community members. Um, You can also go earlier in the day on Sundays and help harvest some of that and it's a really cool experience. It's a really beautiful farm. Now this is the site of Occupy the Farm. Back in 2011 when Occupy was in full swing, um, folks went in to Occupy the Farm this big tract of land uh, there that's owned by the University of California, which has subsequently, you know, subdivided it and sold it off to part of it off to developers. But they've granted the Gill Tract Community Farm a 10-year mm, verbal agreement type lease. Um, but this Sunday, July 30th, there's going to be an Occupy the Farm screening and uh, that's at sun- Sunday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Now, this is a slightly different location. This is the Student Organic Garden at the corner of Virginia Street and Walnut Street in Berkeley. So the Student Organic Garden Association, or SOGA, SOGA, would like to invite you to our screening of Occupy the Farm on Sunday, July 30th at 7 p.m. We're currently facing threats of development from UC Berkeley, an experience our friends at the Gill Tract are all too familiar with. This night will be for learning about the history of UC Berkeley-owned land, to understand the context we are operating in, to learn about actions students, faculty, and community members have taken in the past, and to discuss our current situation at Oxford Tract at SOGA and SOGA. Let's understand the history to have an impact on the future of our dwindling urban green spaces. We'll start the evening at SOGA, that's at the corner of Walnut and Virginia Streets, at 7 p.m. on Sunday, with snacks and a garden tour complete with land use history. At 7.30, we'll walk 10 minutes to the Ridge House, that's 2420 Ridge Road, where we'll be hosting the screening because they have so generously donated their electricity. The film will be done around 9.45 and hope that you will stick around for discussion about housing, land for agricultural use, and the future of Oxford Track with folks from the Gill Tract. Oxford Tract, SOGA, community members and students, come by to learn, discuss, and protect the land and visit the website um, for more information on development pressures. So uh, Occupy the Farm is still happening. Trying to save these spaces. So um, I actually went over to the Gill Tract Farm a couple Sundays ago. They had a work party. Every third Sunday they have a, uh, a work party where they play music and stuff, and there's a potluck um, while everyone harvests from the beautiful, beautiful garden. There's a huge medicine, medicinal herb garden there, too. It's incredible. Um, there are turkeys who wander around. They make their, their own compost there. Um, definitely go check it out sometime. So uh, I spent the day there, or the morning there, with a friend. And then I wrote this poem. Gill Tract. Hands in the dirt. I need my connection to earth. 
no gloves, skin to turf. I felt the release of dopamine when the overcharged particles sunk out of me, neutralizing my cellular energy, grounding my field of electric circuitry. Soil embeds in the rings of my fingerprints, yet they still smell like peppermint. If I were a tree, I'd be ancient. I'm Global Val. Thanks for being here as part of the Common Thread Collective today. We've had an amazing time. We'll be here next Friday, and we hope you come through. MutinyRadio.fm, San Francisco. We love you. given a CD earlier from local uh, show producer Rob Jackson um, and uh, it's from a group called Bad Slave I'm a bad slave I'm a bad slave I'm a bad slave Plant you now This tear in my heart There is a place for you For you are safe in the dark The fire rages on There is no promise to keep I'll hold you like you like
special book away this week
bugging away at the ground From the look of your joys, half devil, half bloodhound Try to walk on by, don't mean a disrespect But the I sent and I'm spent I had to shoot him down I on a raft without a patter. We'll gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs> an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. 
Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's Performance Space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Want to spend a summer Sunday laughing your cares away? Then come join the fun at San Francisco's Comedy Day. One stage, five hours, 40 comedians, a million laughs, and it's free. Besides our annual celebration of stand-up, did you know that Comedy Day offers workshops that teach Bay Area students how to use humor to resolve conflict? Comedy Day is so serious about ending bullying, it's banning all comedians from using the following phrases. Knee slapping, side splitting, break a leg, bust a gut, knock them dead. Those words hurt. But Comedy Day feels good. It's fun for the whole family. Did I mention it's free? Hey, comedy fans, don't miss the 37th Annual Comedy Day, the original longest-running free outdoor comedy concert in the world. The funny starts at noon on Sunday, September 17th at Sharon Meadow in Golden Gate Park, San Francisco. One stage, five hours, 40 comedians, a million laughs. It's free! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Yes, you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy delicious mac and cheese. You like to 
juice, they get them, and from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! Anything you try has already been done before, and there's nothing really you can do about it. So remember to avoid taking risks and to whisper into feathers together in the dark. It's the right thing to do, and viewers like you. When the circus is in town, it's time for a train ride. The best circus town train rides are the dependable ones that'll depart and arrive on time. The ones that'll take you from clown to trapeze squad elephant, see? Look on the train with the circus promise. It's intense. Listen to Shaggy's Soul Shakedown Party tonight. All right, folks, as you know, as you know, Shaggy's Soul Shakedown is every Thursday. Every Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. here on MutinyRadio.fm. What's with the limp? I got hit by a car on my bike. This person just ran a red light. How are you going to work? You wait tables. I don't know. I'm terrified. I count on my tips and these hospital bills are confusing. The insurance adjusters just treat me like I'm a piece of paperwork. Man, you should go to JohnStraussLaw.com. John Strauss is a great personal injury attorney. When I got hurt, he handled everything for me. He was on my side. And best of all, I didn't have to pay out of pocket. He got paid when I did. That's great because I cannot afford to pay out of pocket. Yeah, don't let them confuse you and trick you. They treat you like you're a business. It's not business. It's personal. Injury. JohnStraussLaw.com Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there, you Welcome, this is Jimmy Neutro with Galaxy Rock Radio. We're live backstage at the Slapistan Music Festival on Planet Emma for the super futuristic Enzyme Dynamite walking down the house performing live in stereo vision. Yeah. Yeah. 
Let me see if I can get an interview with him. Enzyme, Enzyme, great show, great show. Can I ask you a question everyone's been dying to know? What is stereo vision? Hold on, one second. Yo, what's up, man? You're my keys. Meet me in my room. Nebula 9. I love you. Love you too. I'm gonna see you later. Wait, don't go anywhere. Just wait for me. I'll be right back. Oh shit, I was watching the forecast, man. I think we're about to get hit with a meteor shower. Hey, you know what, truthfully, dude, you might as well just roll with me, because if you want to get this story done right, we got a lot to talk about, so just come with us to the next show. We'll take care of you. Come on, let's go. Hey, you know what? Actually, fuck it. Yo, people of planet 